Welcome to the Wellness Connection with Fiona Kane. This podcast aims to provide inspiration and education, begin discussions and explore various aspects and strategies around health and wellness. As an experienced nutritionist, holistic counsellor and mind-body eating coach and a woman exploring my own life and health issues, I have my own unique experiences and approaches to these topics. I have been around for long enough to know that sometimes compelling new information or scientific knowledge comes along and it's okay to be open to learning, adjusting or changing my mind. Join me and we can learn together. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Wellness Connection podcast with Fiona Kane. I'm your host, Fiona Kane, and today I'm going to be talking to you on a broad topic of your diet is. And when I say your diet is, it's not only about what you eat. So we're going to explore that a little bit. We often perceive our diet and a lot of people talk about their diet as the most important thing and that is that fixes everything. And as a nutritionist, I'm not going to argue with the fact that diet is vitally important and it does fix a lot of things and it is really important. But what I want to emphasize today is there's a lot of things that we consume, not just in our food, that affect our health. And so I wanted to look more broadly on what is affecting our health um, that's not just limited to your diet. So yes, your diet is really important and I'm never going to argue that fact being a nutritionist. I have seen the power of nutrition with myself and with my clients. So you will never get me to argue that fact, but I also know that it's not limited to diet. Health is not limited to diet. It's also looking at like I said, all of the other things that you consume. So I'm going to sort of just chat a little bit about that today. Uh, it is important to know that uh, when I talk to my clients about nourishing themselves, and that's a conversation we have a lot, it's about eating foods that nourish you. It's, again, food is not the only place where we get nourishment. So to give you an example, so, you know, we, we perceive your diet as being um, just what you eat and what you drink. But to me, it's also, it's what you watch, it's what you listen to, it's what you read, it's who you spend your time with, it's your narrative, it's the stories you tell yourself. And I've done a few um, episodes talking about different things about the story you tell us yourself, I think, including the last episode, episode 12. Um it's everything. It's it's everything that you feed yourself, whether it be emotionally, physically, spiritually, it's all of those things. So it is really, really important to understand that being well and being healthy, being mentally and physically healthy does require us to nourish ourselves. And so we actually need to look at all of the input coming into our to us and see how it is all affecting us. Because sometimes, you know, I can um, have my client on the best diet ever and they're the most compliant person doing, doing it perfectly. However, if they're in a relationship that's harmful to them, if they have friendships that have become toxic, if they are dealing with a work, workplace issue with a, a colleague that's, you know, giving them a hard time or they're being bullied or there's sort of just some toxic situation going on there, 
if they're consuming lots of media that is really negative to them, and I'm not going to talk about what is and what isn't negative because I think that has actually depends on a whole bunch of things. So really it's what is what affects you. Uh, then that's kind of going to be really affecting them, you know. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Actually, once um, once I, I hadn't watched, I don't really watch the news itself much. I haven't watched it for a long time. I not that I don't keep track of the news. I absolutely do. I'm very interested in the world, but the news itself, I've always found to be quite um, what well, sensationalist. And what they do is they really emphasise all of the bad stuff, and that's the lead stories are all the really bad things. And then you'll get nice stories at the end, you know, some nice story about a dog and an old lady or something at the end. But uh, you get all of the bad stories first. But I, I remember I hadn't kind of consumed news much, and I think I was going through a really stressful time in my life. So I was, when I am going through really stressful times, if I'm feeling really overwhelmed, sometimes I kind of just I kind of just close it down and bring it bring it down and it's a really sensible thing to do and kind of limit my exposure maybe to things that I just don't need at that time if you're really vulnerable and kind of really open and and feeling really um really fragile then it's a good idea to reduce your exposure to things that you kind of intuitively feel are affecting you in a negative way and I just remember once I, I was at um I was at my parents house and I was watching the news and they had something I don't know what it was, but it was some crash or some accident, whatever it was. But I remember watching it and actually I actually put I, – I moved, like I literally – it pushed me back in my seat, the impact of watching this. And I think it's because I, I wasn't used to watching that kind of thing. And I sort of thought it's funny because we might get used to it and the fact that we don't maybe have a physical reaction, but does it mean that we're not having a reaction? I don't know. I think it affects us. So uh, just be aware that the content that we consume, whatever it is, can be affecting us. And look, it's up to the individual to know what's affecting them and what's not, that you make your decisions. Um, you know, if you're an adult, you decide. Uh, I'm just sort of putting it out there that sort of just being really, really aware of what might be affecting you. Notice, notice how you feel after watching certain things, or after reading certain things, or after you know scrolling through Facebook for a while. I know that they've done studies on you know, teenagers scrolling through Instagram, and after a certain, I think it's 20 minutes. I can't remember the numbers, but after a certain amount of time on Instagram, uh, they're feeling much worse about themselves than what they did before they got on Instagram, right? So, um, or whether it's TikTok or whatever it is, right? So, uh, it's just, if we become, it's one of the first things I teach my clients. One of the first things I teach my clients is to be present, is to listen to their body and it's to pay attention. So first we might be talking about food. So it's pay attention to how you feel when you eat this or when you eat that. But the next thing is, um, you know, pay attention to lots of things. So, for example, if every time you spend time with a certain person, you walk away feeling drained or feeling stressed or feeling shattered or feeling uneasy or whatever it is, there's a clue there that there's something about that relationship or about that person that maybe isn't good for you or even just about the way you're responding to that person. Maybe you're just feeling really fragile right now and you can't deal with their energy. Uh, it's not necessarily saying that that person's evil or bad. It's just a factor of we get affected by certain personalities and certain situations. So, you know, having an awareness around how you feel around certain people and 
there's a certain control we have over that. We may or may not be able to change that we deal with a certain boss or that we've got a certain work colleague, but we may be able to choose whether or not to spend time with that neighbour or that friend or limit the time we spend with them. Uh, again, you have to make decisions in your life of what that looks like. But I know that um, I went through and did an audit many years ago when I was really feeling overwhelmed and stressed and kind of thought, okay, I, I looked at the people I spent time with and how I feel after I spent time with them and um, and accordingly kind of changed things because I I didn't need that, right? So that is all part of your diet. It's part of what's nourishing you or what's not nourishing you. So essentially um, is everything you're doing and everything you're exposed to kind of taking away from you, draining you, making you feel stressed, making you feel overwhelmed, or is it nourishing you and nurturing you and filling your cup, right? So in the health space, we talk a lot about filling your cup and you fill your cup with eating right and doing exercise and making sure you get enough sleep and you're doing something that's fun, doing something that brings you joy, um, maybe doing something that stimulates your brain, gives you a bit of education, whatever it is. But there's all these things that we um, encourage people to do to sort of fill their cup. Essentially, when you fill your cup, you've got energy, you feel good, and then actually you can do kind things for other people and you can be more, you know, feel better about interacting with your family or helping your family uh, and you can maybe take on that volunteer role or that extra thing at work or whatever it is because you're feeling well enough, you're feeling good to do it. Uh, but when we don't fill our cup, we feel drained and we feel resentful and we don't want to do those things, for, you know, for good reason. Um, so we need to think about filling our cup. And so it's essentially kind of looking around in your life and kind of going, well, what does fill my cup? What energizes me? Uh, what makes me feel good? And how can I have more of that? And again, I'm not saying that it means everyone can change everything. Sometimes you can't change your job or, you know, you're, it's, you're dealing with a difficult parent or child or whatever it is and you can't obviously change that that's your parent, that's your child. Uh, it's just how you, just there's, there are strategies, of course, so that you can use and that's something I talk to my clients, just strategies about how to protect themselves, how to protect their energy when they're dealing with those situations. But there are people and situations in your life that you can control. You certainly can control how much you're scrolling on Facebook or any kind of socials. You can control a lot of the people that you do or don't interact with, how much you interact with them, how much you don't, whether or not you give them your energy, whether or not you don't. Uh, there's a lot of control we have over those things. And yes, we can control largely what we eat, what we put in our mouth. We can control whether or not we exercise, whether or not we go and sit in the sun for five minutes and, and just kind of relax and just be in nature. Um, we can control whether or not we practice gratitude and whether or not we notice the good things uh, and not just look for the bad things in the world. There's lots of things that we do have control over because what often happens is, and I see this in so many factors in health and life, is we get overwhelmed and say, there's nothing I can do because I work with this person and I don't like this person and I can't change my job. And while that might be absolutely true, I'm not arguing that at all, it doesn't mean it's the only factor in your life. So maybe there's nothing you can do about that thing at the moment, but there's a whole bunch of other things you can do. Do the things that you can do, right? And then what happens ultimately is, you know, 
often when we do the things that we can do, it leads to an ability to change the other thing. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes uh, building up our confidence, our build, giving ourselves a, a bigger comfort zone, building up some skills over here or practicing you know, healthy boundaries, all the different things we might do in other areas of life, you know, eating well, getting more sleep, you know, looking after ourselves, uh, getting strong at the gym or going for walks. Sometimes all of those things um, I really do build us up and really help us have the ability or confidence to change the other things. So, so sometimes we can ultimately change the other thing. Sometimes we can't. But sort of my thing is always, you know, with my clients, um, as soon as they start talking about what they can't do, one of the first things they do is say, but what can you do? You know, you can't do that, but what you can, what can you do? Let's look at what you can do because we spend so much time focusing on what we can't do we don't look at what we can do. So it's the same as in the situation where you look through your life and you look at what's affecting you. Um, it's just looking at, okay, what can I do? Uh, right now I can choose what I eat. I can drink more water. I can go for a walk or maybe go for a walk in a pool or swim or whatever it is that you physically can do. You might better just choose to remember to breathe or you might just choose not to be scrolling on socials. You might choose not to watch the news because you always feel stressed after watching the news and watch more of something that just builds you up and makes you feel happy or just helps you feel relaxed or helps you feel energized and engaged in the world in a, in a, you know, in a positive way, whatever that is for you. So it really, really is important to look at all of the things that you are exposed to, all of the things that are coming into your space, into your life, into your energy, and, um, and do an audit of that and just look at what's affecting you in a good way, what's affecting you in a negative way, either how can you protect yourself from the negative thing or, you know, reduce exposure or can you completely change it altogether? And that, you know, it depends on a whole bunch of things. And focus on the things you can do first and just do the things you can do first. But it's really, really important to understand that your diet and your nourishment isn't just around food. Food's a really, really important base of it, but it is about all of the things we expose ourselves to, and it's really, really important that we understand that. Uh, and I, like, I can't remember who the quote was from, but there is a quote that um, you, know, you are the sum of the five people that you spend uh, most of your time with, and I think there's a lot of truth around that, which is why um, when you see people who are, you know, if people are really into sports and achieving sports goals or if they're a business person and they're doing business goals or uh, when you see things like that, that what you see is you see people hanging around other people who are like, who are winners essentially. So winners hang around other winners because they hang around other people that are going to prepare to get up at 4am and do the laps in the pool or the person that's prepared to go to the gym instead of go to the pub or the person that's prepared to make a salad rather than go to Macca's or whatever it is. But you spend time with people that are prepared to put in the work because you want people that are going to encourage you and that help you feel motivated, um, not people that are going to say, oh, don't worry about it today, you know. So um, there is a lot of truth to that, that um, that the people we spend our time with have a big effect on us. And they really, in my experience, have a big effect on people's success around health goals. Because if you are uh, trying to do things to change your diet or you're trying to not go through the Macca's drive-through, you want to get more sleep, you want to look after yourself, the people around you have a big effect on that. 
Um, there are also people in our lives, and I see this a lot with my clients, people in our lives who want us to look after them and want us to focus on looking them, at looking after them and looking after them only. And you know, that might be valid because it's, it might, it's our child or it's our partner or it's our aged parent or whoever it is. Uh, but what I see happening a lot of the time is, is essentially people get brainwashed and trained that looking after themselves is a bad thing and looking after themselves is selfish, that like self-care is selfish and that they shouldn't be focusing on themselves. And um, and it's interesting how these um, very narcissistic people can brainwash people to think that looking after themselves is a bad thing. And while that might work well for that narcissistic person for a long time because they'll have that person as their slave for a long time, essentially – if the person who believes that they can't practice self-care and they can't look after themselves and they're not worthwhile continues that way and not looking after themselves, eventually that person won't be available to help that narcissistic person because their health will fall apart, right? They won't be around to help that person. So essentially um, if people sort of fail to understand this but self-care is not selfish. Self-care actually not only helps you, but it helps the other people around you. It gives you the energy to help the other people around you. So it really, really is important to understand that um, our ability to do kind things and whether it's do charity work or whether it's to help our aged parents or whatever it is, our ability to do that has a lot to do with our health and how much energy we have and whether or not we've filled our cup. And if we fill our cup, then we actually have something to give other people. So again, reminding you, I'm going to kind of read it back to you again just as a reminder, but your diet is not only what you eat and drink, it is what you watch, it is what you listen to, it's what you read, who you'll spend your time with, your narrative, the stories you tell yourself. Be mindful of what you feed yourself emotionally, physically and spiritually because we are feeding ourselves with the people around us and with what we consume. You know, and even one other thing just there mentioning on kind of on the reading – I know I spent a lot of my youth reading uh, reading autobiographies. I loved reading autobiographies because it's really inspiring to read other people's stories and how they got where they got and finding out the struggles they had along the way because inevitably people's success stories, like we kind of look at what whatever you think a successful person is. It might be successful in business. It might be successful charity worker it might be a successful you know mother whatever it is like it's there's lots of different um definitions for success but when we look at other people who we feel are the successful people or the people who can do the thing that we wish we could do we often think that it just came naturally to them and they didn't have to work hard and they didn't have any challenges and they didn't have any problems and you know, it's not true. And so when we read people's autobiographies uh, and stories about sort of real people and what they've overcome and what they've been through and how they've gotten where they've gotten, we actually learn that success is kind of not just like a, yeah, you start from here and you just go up and it's just fantastic and it just works and doesn't work that way. It's like the snakes and ladders thing that I've talked about before. You go up and you fall down and you go up and you fall down and you fail and you fail and you fail and you fail and you have a success and then you fail and it's just all over the place, right? So it is actually really inspiring. One, it's to see that, oh, okay, it's not just me. I'm not a terrible failure because I haven't got it all figured out or because I've made this mistake or I've royally stuffed up or whatever it is. Um, But also seeing how they overcame those things and what they did and what they're 
to do with their mindset or the people around them or or what strategies they used to overcome right so uh when I, I when I spent all of my time reading those kinds of books, um, that inspired me and it gave me lots of uh, strategies and ideas. And so, even if you're not hanging around all of those successful people, and maybe they're around you in your life, I know I certainly, where I you know where I grew up, I certainly didn't grow up surrounded by those kinds of people. I grew up in an area that was very different to that and there was not a lot of success being talked about and wasn't encouraged to uh, to be successful and to work hard and to achieve success in anything really. I just grew up in a place that's quite opposite to that, right? Uh, but the books allowed me to have those people around me, right? So my way of surrounding myself with those people was books and these days, of course, it's also it's podcasts and it's, um, you know, so I nourish myself with all of the media I consume that inspires me or teaches me or encourages me or makes me smile or makes me laugh or, you know, and we get oxytocin from from watching kind of beautiful things. So I love watching videos where people do something kind um, and or whether it's a funny cat or dog video or if it's someone doing something kind for someone. Um, those videos release ox- help release oxytocin in your body, which, you know, helps you uh, feel good. And that's a different kind of, um, and that's a healthy feel good as opposed to that dopamine hit that we get from either eating junk food or getting likes on Facebook or whatever. So, you know, there there are lots of things we can do to nourish ourselves. So even if our environment, and I know very much um, in my childhood and in my young adult life, I had very little control over my environment and little control over food and lots of things, right? So there are times where we have little control over things, but it's what do you have control of? And, you know, now I've, you know, I've got an iPhone and I've got apps and all that stuff, but there still is such a thing as a library. (laughs) And I used to go to the library and I used to get books out at the library. So you don't need money necessarily to be able to access things like that. I I don't know if there's online libraries these days. I I don't know how it works. I'm not quite sure. Uh, But there, there are ways what I'm trying, and you can maybe loan books of some people and find yourself mentors and that kind of thing. Um, but there are ways of surrounding yourself with inspiration, with things that give you energy, with things that excite you, with things that interest you uh, without necessarily having to have a lot of money or all that kind of thing. So it's kind of, again, it's looking at what can I do um, and rather than, um, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. And so even if you're in a situation where you're limited in your environment to a certain degree there's always things that you can do always look for what it is that you can do so my encouragement to you would be to understand that your diet is everything you consume and all of those things are going to affect your energy are going to affect your health are going to affect your mental health uh and um and how inspired you feel and 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 how good you feel about yourself how good you feel about the world all of those things all of those things will affect you. So please look at your diet as all of the things you consume. Have a look at all of the things you consume. Do a bit of an audit around those things and start with the things, that you, what, you, what you can do and what you can change. Don't stress about the things that you can't. Just focus on the things that you can initially. And I think that you'll find it makes a really big difference when we look in a holistic way and look at all of the things that are contributing to our health and our well-being, I think it gives us more strategies and more skills and more understanding of all of the things that affect us. So while food is vitally important part of it, it's not the whole story. So we need to look at all of the things that uh, that we consume. 
And I think that is enough for today, a bit of a shorter one today. Uh, but, um, but yeah, just be aware of what is in your diet, what do you consume, how is it affecting you, and how can you change it? What are the strategies that you can use to change that? And if you need support around that, you can always book an online consultation with me. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe and share to help me reach more people. If you want personal advice, go to informedhealth.com.au to book a consultation with me. The Wellness Connection is just beginning a conversation. It is not medical advice. Until next time, please keep showing up for yourself.